If you're a luxury brand, you may be wondering how the story brand framework works to position you in the marketplace. Because, you know, we focus a lot on people's problems and solving their problem. And you go, well, I don't know if I really solve a problem. Here's the thing, you do. And today we are gonna talk about how to position your luxury brand in the marketplace using the story brand framework. I'm about to start the show. Hero Makers, welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Oh, hey, JJ. So in our first series, we learned all about how to clarify your message with the StoryBrand framework, and that's the framework that powers all of your marketing and shows you how to invite customers into a beautiful story where you are positioned as the guide and your customer is the hero. And then in our second series, you learned how to create your marketing made simple sales funnel made up of the five essential pieces that you need to connect with customers and grow your business. They include your one-liner, your website, lead generator, nurture emails, and sales emails. And now, in our current series, we are answering the question we hear most from businesses we work with, which is, you know, I know the StoryBrand framework is great, but will it work for me? And in this episode, we are specifically answering the question, will it work for my luxury brand? April, drumroll. The answer is... Yes! <laughs> We're so good at that. <laughs> and we get very entertained. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking today about luxury brands. And what do you think of when you think of luxury brands? Well, Hulu has been telling me that I should buy a Lexus. Oh, has it? Absolutely. Okay. So a Lexus. You are very luxury. <laughs> very luxurious. And then I, I also think of Disney experiences or when I go to a fancy hotel or a high-end restaurant. Those are yeah. all luxurious experiences. Yeah, luxurious experiences, luxurious brands, Gucci, you know, Versace, Prada. Those are all really high-end luxury brands. And so those are usually what people think about with luxury. But also, when we're talking about luxury, we're really talking about also premium, right? And when we say like a premium brand, you may be a business that in your space charges a little bit more than the rest of your competition. And you deliver really high value, high touch, high experience. And so you're on the higher end of your market. You're not kind of the 99 cent store in your space. You're on the more high end and consider yourself more premium. And what we're talking about today is how to use the brand script to create your messaging. And the brand script is the one place where all your marketing messaging lives. And you create your brand story that positions you as the guide and your customer as the hero. And you can get a free version of this, a free digital version of this at mystorybrand.com, where you can actually go along and create your messaging for your marketing. So what we're talking about is how to use that tool, how to use the brand script tool to create your messaging as a luxury brand. So when it comes to a premium brand or a luxury brand, aspirational identity is the biggest key to the brand script. You really have to focus on that and identify who does my customer want to become? 
when you're filling out your brand script, you are imagining who does my customer want to be? How do they want to be perceived by others? How do they want to think about themselves? And so you're just saying, this is the transformation that my customer experiences after they've bought my product or service. And that's aspirational identity. So in this ad, this Lexus ad that I keep seeing over and over again, because you know, when you watch Hulu, they're like, all right, we're going to show you three minutes of the show. And then we're going to show you three ads. And (laughs) we're going to show you the same ads over and over again. So I've had time (laughs) to take in this amazing Lexus commercial. And now uh, I need a Lexus. (laughs) Because what they're doing is they're showing this hero image. And it's this woman, she is a, a music artist. And she is creating, she's in her creation space, figuring out what her next album is going to be like. It shows her in the studio and then it shows people actually listening and dancing to her music, like in place of the car. It's like they show the car and then they show these people that are dancing next to it. And what the words say are innovation means nothing unless it sparks something. And so it's this aspirational identity of, oh, I am a creator. I am somebody who is going to create something and then inspire with it. And Lexus is a brand that helps me feel that, become more of that. And Lexus's tagline that goes with their brand is experience amazing. And so there's all of this aspirational identity that's wrapped up just in the visual aspects of the commercial, the feeling of the commercial, and then in the words and messaging that they've chosen. And they're not focusing like maybe a Toyota or Honda on gas mileage or longevity or warranty. You know, they're not focusing on the practical side of things. They're focusing on that identity. And that's really what you need to do when it comes to the luxury space is identify what is the type of person that will use this product? What do, how do they want to be seen? What do they want to become? How do they want to be identified when they buy our product or service? They're not just worried about saving gas money. They want to be somebody who has an amazing experience and is a creator to be seen and be known in the world. That's right. So when you look at your brand script, you are really going to that aspirational identity space and you are creating all kinds of messaging out of the ideas that you've constructed there. Who do your customers want to become more of? Create and inspire and whatever it is out of that part of the brand script and really lean heavily into it. Just use that part of the brand script more than any of the other aspects. And you really want to start there, right? That's where you want to start because the next thing on your brand script that you want to think a little bit differently about when you're creating messaging is the problem space. So the problem you're solving for your customer is not kind of a physical, tangible problem, right? Like if I am selling high-end shoes, I am not solving the problem for my customer that they're on their feet all day and they want comfortable shoes. That's not it. (laughs) Because in fact, many of the high-end shoes are not comfortable. (laughs) So (laughs) here's not solving kind of the physical problem. What you're solving is an aspirational problem. So you need to identify the problem as what is getting in the way of them achieving their aspirational identity. So it might be that they don't feel like the internal problem might be that they don't feel like they stand out 
or the external problem might be that they don't want to be just one in a million, you know, something like that. So that needs to be really, really clear. And the biggest shift you need to make is you're not solving a physical problem. You're solving an identity problem. So when you name your external, internal, and philosophical problems, identify what are the problems that are getting in the way of my customer transforming to become somebody new. And so much of this aspirational work is not really things that you are lighthearted about. It's more dramatic the way that it is. And so, Dr. JJ, I love what you talk about, about the comedy versus the drama in messaging and marketing. You've got to share that with our hero makers. Yes. So going all the way back to Aristotle and Plato, they believed that the best way to influence culture, to change society, was through story. Their theories were that if you wanted to influence the masses, if you wanted to be in touch with the masses, you would use comedy. And if you wanted to influence the elite, you had to use drama. And so the reason was is because drama is based on the idea of gaining or losing status, right? The more status you have to lose, the greater the fall, the greater the drama, <laughs> which is why uh, we have so many television shows or movies that are dramatic, that are about people of position or power, right? So doctors, lawyers, comedy, on the other hand, is aimed at the masses. It's the great equalizer. And so that's why you see a lot of shows called The Middle or Roseanne or Friends, right? People that we can identify with. If there is somebody of position or power in there, they're usually the fool. And so it kind of then, again, equalizes everybody's position on the show. And so understanding that, that drama is aimed at influencing and teaching really the elite and comedy is really aimed at teaching and influencing the masses, we can also then apply this to marketing. If you have a luxury or premium brand, you cannot use comedy because <laughs> it brings the status down. It normalizes everything. It says, oh, we're all equal. You know, you might see if you're a luxury or premium brand, you might see kind of a funny YouTube video or TikTok video that you're like, oh, we need to do that. If it is funny, you can't do it because you have to maintain that level of premium quality, almost eliteness, aspirational space. But if you are not a luxury brand and you are for the masses, you can use comedy all day long. That's why Snickers uses comedy, Bud Light uses comedy, Taco Bell, I'm using a lot of food examples here, <laughs> you know, but Geico, you know, they all use comedy because they're aimed at the masses. If it was an elite brand, you can't do that. So for everybody listening, understand that when you are in that premium space and that luxury space, what you are offering is an identity. You are offering an aspirational identity. And in order to do that, you need to really focus on that piece of the story brand framework, as well as understanding that the problem you're solving is an aspirational identity problem, not a physical tangible problem. And you need to be able to communicate that. It doesn't mean you need to be like absolutely 100% serious and somebody needs to die in your commercial. Like it doesn't need to be a tragedy. You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you need to take it a little bit more seriously. And if you go into the comedy space, you are, will actually diminish your brand. 
And so today we invited one of our StoryBrand certified guides, Wes Gay, to talk about this very thing. And our StoryBrand certified guides are the best marketers in the world and will help your business clarify its message using the StoryBrand framework. In our conversation, Wes really guides us through specifically how to use the story brand framework with your business and how to position yourself with your messaging to show, to actually differentiate and show that you are a luxury offering and really hone in on that aspirational identity. Wes, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I wanted to have you on today because you've been a guide for quite a while and have worked with so many different types of brands, kind of all over the place, right? Between nonprofits and luxury brands. And one of the areas that you and I have actually talked a lot about is how to use the story brand framework to create messaging for luxury brands. And you have a way of thinking about luxury brands that I think is really important for people to hear right off the bat. Yeah. So there's, I think there's two different types of luxury brands. One is the more traditional luxury brands. This is Rolex watches, Louis Vuitton handbags, Four Seasons hotels, you know, the traditional longstanding brands that are high, more expensive, more premium, more discerning, more exclusive, et cetera. I think the second type of luxury brand that you're seeing a lot, particularly, especially in a lot of B2B spaces, is uh, they're just the highest price point in their category, right? So these are these are brands that aren't racing to the bottom in terms of pricing. They're not trying to get a billion users at $9 a month, right? They, they're more expensive, but they're more premium. There's more of a concierge type of experience. These are the brands that I think a lot of people are fall under but don't realize it. The thing that define that connects both of those is being able to buy it or have it is, is an aspirational accomplishment. By you being able to not only afford it, but use it and own it, if you will, it's it's it says something about you as an individual or you as a business. For example, this morning, I was working on a wireframe for a client. And sometimes I like to sketch them out on a piece of paper, just outline what the sections of the site are going to be. And I was using one of those Sharpie felt tip pens. They're three or four bucks, right? The packaging is kind of basic. I think it just says quick drying, won't smudge, black ink, right? But Mont Blanc, who sells a $600 pen with the same kind of refill, is an entirely different experience. Because to own a Mont Blanc is to own something that says something about me or says something about my business or says something about me as an individual, whereas a Sharpie is everywhere. You can get it at the the grocery store, the (laughs) CVS, I mean, everywhere. And so when you think luxury, think, does this product say something about me because I bought it or I now own it? I think that's really important for people to hear because I think there's a lot of people listening who actually are in the luxury space and their messaging is not positioning them there, right? They they worry. We hear all the time people are saying, you know, well, really, the biggest concern people have is price. Mm, I don't know about that, (laughs) right? Price is a factor, but the reality is if you're selling yourself as a 99 cent store, there's always going to be a 98 cent store. I literally saw a 97 (laughs) cent store the other day. (laughs) And so people can beat you on price. And it, it, but they're not going to necessarily beat you on quality and experience and the concierge feel. Absolutely. And and that is all really about how you make people feel 
in the process of owning and buying and using your product, right? It's different than just, I need a pen to accomplish something versus I want a pen that makes me feel something. And that's a very basic example, but I think it's so important because a lot of people are trying to go, how do I undercut my <laughs> my competitor with yeah. pricing? And it's like, no, think differently about how you position yourself and the product that you offer and figure out how to make the value more significant. And then key thing that you said in there is the aspirational identity. And this is really important for the story brand framework. So talk a little bit more about how you use aspirational identity, the bucket on the brand script that people fill out to position luxury brands. Let me start with one of my favorite examples, probably in all of marketing history comes from Rolex in the fifties. And they had these series of print ads. You can see them online. And the, the headline, the copy headline would say, if you were speaking here tomorrow, and then underneath that would have a picture of the United Nations Tower in New York. It said, you'd be wearing a Rolex. And the copy was all about, you know, people who are heads of state and leaders of nations and so on and so forth are going to wear a Rolex to speak in front of other heads of state and other dignitaries, et cetera. So I think the first thing is being really, really clear on what your aspirational identity is. I think a lot of times we default to things like, we, we a lot of times use words like they're confident, which is a great one. I think a lot of people want to be more confident. The next thing I would want to do with luxury brands is can we name it, right? Can we literally create a label, right? So for Rolex, that was kind of, they called it the Rolex man unofficially, uh, or the Rolex woman is like this person, right? This is who what they are and this is what they embody. That's the first thing. The second thing is then, as I, as I kind of back into the rest of the brand script, is I want to look at how do we now reposition or rephrase different things to point to the aspiration. So for example, you may talk about problems, but they are problems through the perspective of being in the way of getting to who you want to be, not what do you want to buy. And that's a big difference. Using failure language, but positioning it as failure avoidance, not failure, right? We talk about having to have failure problems because there's great tension, but failure avoidance would be like, normally with failure, we may say, if you don't buy this, you're going to continue feeling stuck. But failure avoidance just says, never feel stuck again. Similar language, but the positioning is, oh, I'm never going to feel that way again, right? And so it becomes now, here's what I'm here's what I'm not happening, here's what I'm not feeling, here's what I'm not getting by owning or having this thing that's going to take me to who I want to be or who I want to become by the end. I love that. I lo- and I think that really is so important because... A lot of times people ask us that question that we've been dealing with in in this entire series is, will it work? And people come back after reading the story brand book or or seeing something online and they go, well, this doesn't quite fit with the luxury space. And I go, no, 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 it does. You just have to think of the story and the problems and the failure and the aspirational identity a little bit differently. And I think what you're giving us here is gold for everybody to kind of start with the aspirational identity. When you have kind of a higher end brand, a higher price point, start with the aspirational identity, then go back, which is what we tell everybody to do anyway. But in the luxury space, the aspirational identity is one of the most important pieces of the entire script because you're naming who they are becoming because of your brand. So talk to me. I know you've worked with a number of different luxury brands. Talk to me about how this like specifically works with one of your clients. 
I said at the beginning, there's two different ways to classify luxury. One is the traditional luxury brands where the definition of luxury is it costs what it costs and it takes as long to make as it takes as long to make, right? Um, but there's, a, a, I think, a newer version, which is just the highest price point in that category. And I've had a bunch of those as well. And I had one brand where they were doing well. The problem, the challenge they were having was really clearly articulating who their client, their target audience wanted to be. One thing we did to go a step deeper was start to specify the journeys for the specific needs or obstacles that were in the way of that end goal. The end goal was the same for everybody. It was just they had multiple services that kind of carried the same weight in terms, they all carried the same way in terms of revenue. And so we created ways, even in just the lead generation form, to, every, to download a free resource to figure out what their key problem was and then put them on a specific email sequence that would then go to what their needs were, leading to the same aspirational goal, but just more targeted, more specific, so they felt more known. And it builds reciprocity and builds value for what their problems are. Love that. And so in that case, like, so with the brand script, then would you say that was really focusing on the plan section or was it, would you still say kind of that's aspiration? How would you, if you were looking, say, at a brand script and trying to pull language from that to create the messaging, where does that come from? It started absolutely with the aspiration. And we, we with them, really honed in on what that was and then created a bunch of examples of once you've achieved the aspiration, what does that actually look like? And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make with the brand script in general, specifically this, is they may say, well, my aspirational identity for my audience is they, is they want to be confident. Okay, great. What does that mean? You know, like when a screenwriter is writing a screenplay for a movie, they may say, well, the hero is insecure. So we're just going to watch him say I'm insecure for two hours. No, I want to know exactly what that means as to who he is at the start. And then he becomes confident. Give me examples. So once we defined examples of what that means, then we clarified it even more into back into what do they actually sell so we could specify the aspiration based on what they sold. And then from the plan perspective, we could create a plan that led people to that aspiration with the right language and messaging they needed. I love that. And I think one of the areas in the brand script where you can identify what does that look like, what does confidence look like is in the success bucket, right? You can identify very specific when you get to the success section of the brand script, you can go, what does life look like for this confident person after they have used our product or service and play that out? Cause you're right. I think the mistake a lot of people make in when creating their brand script in the success area is they just go too broad. Now you need Need to go broad, right? You want to be able to use words like confident and in control and all that stuff. And that's fantastic. So in your success bucket, write down some of those broad descriptors of what life is like after they use your product or service, but then get real specific. Visualize. What does that mean? What does that look like? And that is so important for luxury brands because that visualization of who I get to become and what my life looks like is huge in your in creating your marketing, right? You need to have great success and you need to have great aspiration. A lot of people have Rolex pricing, but have Timex marketing. Yes. You know, you <laughs> go into a Rolex dealer, again, find one, there's probably one in your area and just walk in. What they do have in the case, it's going to be very well lit. The people are going to be in suits, more likely who are working there. They're going to be really hospitable. Um, there's going to be a green wall with the gold Rolex crown behind it. They're, you're going to say, hey, can I try that watch on there? I go, absolutely. You, you know, they'll pull out literally this like velvet cloth they lay on the counter. They'll put gloves on. They'll hand you a watch. You look at the watch and go, but this is rated to go 4,000 feet underwater 
why are we wearing gloves? Well, because it's a $20,000 solid gold thing on your wrist. Yeah. But then you go to, you go get a Timex and you go to Walmart and sometimes it's like a four-year-old arranged the products and it's in this little plastic thing that you could probably shoplift. It's 29 bucks or 39 bucks. And it's like, you're just, you're on, you're on there, chief. Go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> go find and, your own thing. And that's not to say Timexes are bad. It's a different oh, market. Timex says, I need to know how to tell time. My problem is I don't have a watch that I can depend on. Rolex says, who am I when I put this thing on my wrist? I am James Bond. I am a titan of industry. I am a head of state, right? And it says who I am, not what I have. And that's where that's one of the big differences in luxury brands and non-luxury brands. Wes, thank you so much for sharing. I love that. You cannot be a Rolex brand with Timex messaging. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It means you have to understand what you're selling and how to sell it. And if you are stuck trying to figure out how to apply the story brand framework to your marketing, you can hire a story brand certified guide just like Wes Gay. Go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. Well, Hero Makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. You might need to consider yourself more of a luxury or premium brand than you do. If you offer a great experience, high value, high touch, deliver on your promises, and offer something a little bit more premium than your competitors, then maybe you need to position yourself more in the luxury space. And how you're going to do that right now is stop. Just stop what you're doing right now and go, all right, how do my customers want to be seen after they use my product or service? How do they want to be described by other people? And what is the identity that I can help name in them? Because here's the thing. This is really, really powerful. Companies that can participate in the transformation of their customers are going to win. When you can help your customers see that they get to become something, they get to put a name on themselves that is different than what they had had before, you are going to win. And the way that you do that is by putting it in your marketing. So identify what is the aspirational identity of my customer. Write that down. In fact, write down four or five. Start right now writing down four or five different aspirational identities you think your brand offers. Then I want you to narrow it down to one. The story has to be about one thing. It can't be about five or six different aspirational identities. It has to be about one. So brainstorm, write down four or five, and then pick the one that you feel like A, you can deliver on, and B, it's what your customers are longing for. Then when you put that everywhere in your marketing, on your website, in emails, on your storefront, you are naming the transformation your customer will experience when they buy your product or service. You are helping them transform and becoming somebody different. 
And what that does is it adds an amazing amount of value to your product or service. And not only that, it adds an amazing amount of value to your customer's life. And I know that might sound like a little grandiose and it might sound like a little over the top, but it's not. It really is not. If you can actually deliver that, I have a watch that was given to me that I love so dearly. And it is a high-end brand watch. And when I wear that watch, I feel special. It symbolizes a relationship. It symbolizes accomplishment. It symbolizes effort because it was given to me as a gift. I mean, it is a really powerful thing. And when I put it on, I feel different. I actually feel different when I wear that watch. It is bringing value to my life. And it's not because it was just an expensive watch. It's because it symbolizes something. And that symbol brings so much value to my life. So if you are in a space where you're tired of competing for bargain basement prices, you're tired of discounting your brand in order to try to just compete with those around you, I want you to think differently. I want you to start positioning yourself as a high-end luxury premium brand. Talk about that value you offer. Talk about the problems you solve, but talk about it in a way that leads people to a new aspirational identity. Name it in them and then help them get there. This is all about giving value to your customer and making them the hero of their own story. That's why we call you Hero Makers. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. You cannot stop me, you cannot stop me.